Welcome to A Jolt of Joy. Today, in the book of Ephesians, I want to point out to you the better way according to Scripture. You, my friend, were created for the better way. What is the better way? Well, it's goodness and strength and kindness and peace and joy. The better way also includes laying aside bitterness and slander and anger. You must not let the enemy have an opportunity to gain a foothold in your life. Instead, walk in the freedom that your new life in Jesus Christ offers. This is Carol McLeod, and I am your host right here on the Charisma Podcast Network. Do we have any angry people listening today? Has anyone ever made you so angry? It just made your blood boil. Listen, the Bible allows us to get angry. Did you know that? Oh, that's true. The Bible says that we can be angry, but that what we cannot do is let the sun set on our anger. You get to be angry for at the very most 23 hours and 59 minutes only. And you know, while we're angry, we still have to be kind and loving and merciful and forgiving. The Bible says this in Ephesians 4, 26 and 27, be angry and yet do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger and do not give the devil an opportunity. When we carry the anger of yesterday into today, we're giving the devil an opportunity. We're giving the devil an opportunity to stir up bitterness and strife in our lives. The devil is prowling around looking for an opportunity in your life, and his favorite time to pounce is in the dark. Unresolved anger always turns into bitterness always. The devil loves an angry Christian because he knows that their heart is a fertile field for bitterness and for depression. The devil will do anything he can to try to get you to bring the anger of yesterday into today. He will put thoughts in your mind. He will cause others to gossip in your presence. And God, the Father, will do everything in his power to get you to forgive, to let it go. Because God the Father forgave you. He let it go. All of your sins, all of your past, he let it go. So shouldn't you and I do that for others in our lives as well? Ephesians 4, 28 and 29, get ready for some practical teaching here. He who steals must steal no longer, but rather he must labor, performing with his own hands what is good, so that he will have something to share with one who is in need. Let no unwholesome word proceed from your mouth, but only such a word as is good for edification, according to the need of the moment, so that it will give grace to those who hear. This is what we have learned so far in Ephesians chapter 4. Don't live like the world lives. Lay aside the old self. Lay aside the you before Christ. Renew your mind through the cleansing power of the Word of God. Put on the new self. Put on the person that God has created you to be. Don't lie. You only get to be angry for 23 hours and 59 minutes tops. And now, no more stealing. 
Don't steal on your taxes. Don't steal other people's spouses. If it's not yours, don't take it. And then we learn from studying Ephesians 4.28 to work hard. You know, the purpose of working hard is to give to somebody else. This is Bible, my friends. Don't ignore it. He must labor, performing with his own hands what is good, so that why do we work hard? Why do we labor with our own hands what is good? So that he will have something to share with one who is in need. The reason we work hard is so that we have something to give to someone else. And then let no unwholesome word proceed from your mouth. Not once, not one time. Now, when I read Ephesians 4.29, this is a wow verse for me. Maybe it's because I've battled my tongue so many times over the past decades of my life. Let me read to you Ephesians 4.29 one more time. Let no unwholesome word proceed from your mouth, but only such a word as is good for edification according to the need of the moment so that it will give grace to those who hear. This phrase, let no unwholesome word proceed from your mouth. Some translations say, let no corrupt communication proceed from your mouth. When you look at this phrase in the Greek, it means stinking maggots. It's a word that describes meat that was filled with maggots. So do you know what? I don't get to say one critical thing. Not ever. Not ever. I only get to speak in a wholesome and encouraging manner. I only get to speak words of encouragement. This word edification means words that build up words that don't tear down. I cannot speak destructive words. I can only speak constructive words, always, all the time. Not just nine times out of 10, but 11 times out of 10. I'm to speak in a wholesome way. I only get to speak grace-filled words, always, all the time. So, When you respond in a tense situation, when you respond in an angry situation, you must say to yourself, is this true? Is it wholesome? Is it edifying? And does it bring grace? Ephesians 4.30, do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. So this verse talks about this religious phrase, grieving the Holy Spirit. Charismatic Christianity often will use grieving the Holy Spirit as in a church service when you're not paying attention or when you don't tithe or when you speak out of turn or when you cause a ruckus or when you snore in the middle of your pastor's sermon. Surely that's grieving the Holy Spirit. Well, actually, grieving the Holy Spirit, according to Ephesians 4, 29 through 32, has to do with our human relationships with one another. The Holy Spirit is grieved when we lie, when we hold on to anger. Do you want to know when else the Holy Spirit is grieved? The Holy Spirit is grieved when we take something that doesn't belong to us. The Holy Spirit is grieved when we talk in an unkind or an unloving manner. Now, this word grieved, actually, it only happens between two people who love each other dearly. So grieving, according to the definition of this Greek word, would never happen between two strangers or between two acquaintances. But this grieving 
only happens between two people who are involved in an intimate and loving relationship. You know what? The Holy Spirit loves you dearly. The Holy Spirit has a precious relationship with you, and it grieves the Holy Spirit when unkind and critical words come out of your mouth and that they are aimed at another brother or sister in the body of Christ. It grieves the Holy Spirit when you lie or when you exaggerate. It grieves the Holy Spirit when you're angry with your spouse or with your parents or with your pastor or with your president or with those who voted for somebody other than you did. Do you want to know what grieves the Holy Spirit? That's what grieves the Holy Spirit. Ephesians 4, 31 and 32. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you along with all malice. What are you supposed to put away? You're you're supposed to put away bitterness and wrath and anger. You know, in addition to laying aside the old self, in addition to laying aside falsehood, you are also called by the power of the Holy Spirit to lay aside bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander. You don't get to be angry. You don't get to slander those who believe different politically than you do. All those things are ugly things. They are were never meant to be part of a believer's life. You were made for goodness. You were made for kindness. You were made for graciousness. Jesus redeemed you so that you would have the power and the strength to forgive others. These terms that are used in Ephesians 4.31, bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, slander, malice, they're part of the old you. They were never meant to be part of the new you. There is a better way, my friend. There is a better way, and it's called forgiveness. It's called kindness. It's called goodness. It's called grace. It's called encouraging one another. Ephesians 4.32, be kind to one another. You know what? If you want to make the Holy Spirit happy, let me tell you how to do it. Be kind to someone who has been mean to you. Be kind to somebody who has criticized you. Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving each other, just as God in Jesus Christ has forgiven you. If you want to be the best version of you, you will memorize Ephesians 4.32 and you will become Ephesians 4.32. You will be kind. You will be tenderhearted. You will be forgiving. Why will you do those things? You will do those things because God in Jesus Christ has forgiven you. We are not to walk like the Gentiles walk, but we are to become new men and women in Jesus Christ. And we are to act like our big brother Jesus would in every situation. Thank you. 
for joining me on A Jolt of Joy. If you've enjoyed this podcast, you can also visit my website at justjoyministries.com. It's my passion to help people live an abundant life through the power and principles found only in the Word of God. Email me at carol at justjoyministries.com. And as always, know that I am praying for you today.